Hello, hello, and good afternoon. It's Joshua here. We have another day of Trials Podcast here. And before we get started, you know we're going to lead into prayer. So let me go ahead and say the Lord's Prayer. Today I'm going to try to say it without reading it from the Bible. So don't laugh at me, all right? (laughs) Father God, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Woo! Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Um, We got a good one for you today. We're going to talk about the shameless scarlet letter. The shameless harlot. We're going to be reading from Jeremiah 3, 1 through 25. Um, I feel like this is a good message today. And uh, hopefully you guys understand where I'm coming from with this today. Uh, We're just going to jump straight into it. Miguel is not with us today. We're going to try to do this as solo as possible from here on out. I will have a few guests on from, you know, time to time just to hear their perspective. And I would like to get more people on the podcast that have grown up in the church just to have a different perspective. You know, we've had Migs on here for a while, Miguel, um, and he's a reverend. He spent a lot of time, and he is actually in Mercery School. I, I really, I always forget and uh, misspeak what the name is, but you know what I'm talking about. He's in school for religious reasons, and he's trying to become a pastor. He's trying to get more involved in the church. So we're going to jump straight into it. Jeremiah 3.1. Trying to shake off my nerves. Last time I was in it, and today I'm not going to rant as much, all right, as I'm currently ranting right now. All right. Jeremiah 3 1. They say if a man divorces his wife and she goes from him and becomes another man's, may he return to her again? Would not that land be greatly polluted? But you have played the harlot with many lovers, yet return to me, says the Lord. Right off the jump. This is kind of what this whole passage is going to be about. It's just the the precursor to the message that's going to be said. If a man divorces his wife, if we were judged as harshly as we judged, you know, just looking at that image, if a man divorces his wife, shouldn't that land be greatly polluted? If you were to return... I mean, think about all the sins we've committed in our lives, you know? We would not know Christ if he didn't accept us for our sins and the people that we are. If the pain caused by seeing our past lovers rekindling with others matched our sins in the eyes of God, we'd have more grace, to be honest. The simple message of our scarlet letter of shameless nature, the presence of God, the joy given is from your lack of resentment. As, as you come to know the fire of God, it's, you know, it's something that I always talk about in my stories, you know. The joy comes from you not having that resentment with inside of your body, not looking to judge first. It comes from us 
understanding the love and the grace that God has for us in our sins. And for the times that we've chosen not to forgive somebody for, you know, selfish reasons. If God was selfish with us, we would never know the glory that he truly has for us. I'm going to move forward to the next line in the scripture. Three, two, lift up your eyes to the desolate heights and see where have you not lain with men. By the road you have sat for them like an Arabian in the wilderness and you have polluted the land with your harlotries and your wickedness. Therefore the showers have been withheld and there has been no latter rain. You have had a harlot's forehead. You refuse to be ashamed. You know that, that, that scarlet letter on your forehead? This is actually a message that I was posting on my story last week. You know, for my reason, I was, I was marked to have dated a particular type of people. And it, it, it comes with the nature of society, you know? You're supposed to go out and love who you love. Be the person you are. You know, appreciate the people you have around you. But I don't know. The presence of God, the joy given is from your lack of resentment. The power of your newfound understanding, that's what the fire of God in you does. Happiness is fickle, you know? Happiness is something that we go out and search for on a daily basis, but joy is something you wake up with every single day if you know God. It's not something that you have to go out and chase in this world. I wake up every single day like just excited to be alive and have another day by the grace of God. This, this scarlet letter on our forehead is, is God's way of saying, like, you have no shame for the sins that you have committed. You know, in this, in this portion of Jeremiah, God's talking to Judah and, and the Israelites saying, do you guys worship other gods? You guys, at this point in time, they were, they were giving praise to, you know, gods of the universe, gods of the of people that are being fed. You know, that's kind of what this verse is talking about right here. Like, therefore, the showers have been withheld and there has been no latter rain. You have had a harlot's forehead. You refuse to be ashamed. At that point in time, there's this in, in the Jewish religion. I hope I'm not botching this, but there's this deity called Baal. And this is the, the God of. Hold on. I wrote notes for this. so I don't botch it too much. Um, let me find it. All right. Cannot find it. I am amazing at this podcasting thing, guys. Um, oh, here it is. The ball was a god of fertility, but through the droughts, they realized the Lord provides all that's needed. In those moments, they're praying to the, the, the deity of fertility. You know, let it rain. Allow our crops to grow. Allow us to, to be able to feed off your riches. But God is the one that provides those riches. So, of course, like, and there has been no latter rain. In that, in that moment, he, he made them deal with iniquity. Like, okay, if you're going to pray to your God of rain... Let's see what he can do. Let's see if he has the power to give you guys what you need in this moment. 
If it's not me, if it's if I'm not the father you praise, and this is the the where you have not lain with men, that's where he's referring to. He's not referring to men. He's talking to the the deities, the gods that they were praising at that time. We're gonna move forward. Will you not from this, this from will you not from this time cry to me, my father? You are the guide of my youth. Will he remain angry forever? Will he keep it to the end? Behold, you have spoken and done evil things as you were able. Yeah. God made them deal with iniquity in that moment because they were they were praising the wrong people, the wrong, the wrong side. Should God not ask for a divorce in that moment? Should he not push his children away if they're praising somebody else to give him the power, give them the power that God has been giving them all along? It's it's a it's a tricky situation. This part I'm gonna kind of speed read through. Um, this is Jeremiah three six. If you're following along, the Lord said also to me in the days of Josiah the king, Have you seen what backsliding Israel has done? She has gone up on every high mountain and under every green tree, and there played the harlot. And I said, After she had done all these things, return to me. But she did not return. And saw her treacherous sister Judah saw it. And her treacherous sister Judah saw it. I'm going to kind of jump in right there. In that moment, God is referring to Israel going up to every mountain and giving praise to the wrong people. And in this moment in time, he's still saying, return to me. I will give you what you need. I will supply you with what you need. Just return to me. Even through their sin, God is still trying to be on their side, still trying to forgive them for their for their transgressions, for the things that they're doing wrong in this moment. And for Judah to follow along with the, the Israelites and what they're doing, Judah's doing it from the perspective of, oh, I see you sinning and I see you doing wrong. And they're not learning from that. They're just allowing themselves to be a follower in that moment which kind of puts Judah in even worse of a, a situation, even deeper sinners in this moment because they see the wrong being done and they're following along. Jeremiah 3.8, Then I saw that for all the causes for which backsliding Israel had committed adultery, I had put her away and given her a certificate of divorce. Yet her treacherous sister Judah did not fear, but went and played the harlot also. So it came to pass through her casual harlotry that she devoured the land and committed adultery with stones and trees. And yet for all this, her treacherous sister Judah has not turned to me with her whole heart, but in pretense, says the Lord. And that's what I was explaining before. Like It, it, it came to pass that the droughts are coming along and... The Lord's taking stuff away from them in this moment. And Sister Judah is still following along as if everything's all fine and dandy. When in reality, they're both making their situation worse by not coming to the Lord to, to answer their prayers and their questions. They're praying to the wrong people. It's a, a difficult situation when you have a God that's so forgiving in this moment, like, 
through all of our sins in our lives, God will always forgive us for what we do. It's not telling you to go out and commit sin and adultery and live life the way you want to live, but understand that regardless of what you have done in your life, God will be there for you. The Lord will answer your prayers. But don't be mistaken and pray to the wrong person. Praise the Most High in every moment when you can. You know, happiness is fickle. If you made six figures in a room full of people that were making, let's say, 50000 a year, you're powerful. You feel powerful. You know, you're, you're in the top of the room. But amongst millionaires, you feel small. Why is that? You know, it's a kind of a, a situation where the judge will be judged. You can only feel that true power of Christ, that true, true, true power of joy through your your ability to to have Christ on your side. Like happiness is an earthly desire. That's why when we go into those rooms with people that are more powerful than us, we will feel small. Because in that moment, if you're praising earthly desires and you only have a BMW and this person's driving a private jet, you know, yeah, they're above you. But if you live your life through Christ and you live your life for, for that type of joy, that can never be taken away from you. No matter what room you walk into, you'll always be the most high. You'll always be a child, a child of Christ. It's a beautiful thing, y'all. I'm just saying, like, walking around... You can just always have this, this love in your heart for everybody that, that's in front of you, everybody that's around you. It makes you walk around with a certain self-esteem that can't be given through earthly desires. It's, it's almost comical, you know, because you, you may walk into a room where people feel like they're above you, but <laughs> when you're a child of Christ, you are the most high. You are a person that, that, that stands above all earthly desires, stands above everything on earth. You are a child of Christ. You are a child of heaven. You are, you are one of the most high. You're part of the holy family. The holy, the holy Trinity knows your name. And I don't think there's a greater presence in this world that you could walk around with than that, the fire of God in your heart. We're gonna keep moving forward. Um, Jeremiah 3.11 Then the Lord said to me, Backsliding Israel has shown herself more righteous than the treacherous Judah. Go and pro proclaim these words towards the north and say, Return backsliding Israel, says the Lord. I will not cause my anger to fall on you, for I am merciful, says the Lord. I will not remain angry forever. Only acknowledge your iniquity, that you have transgressed against the Lord, your God. And have scattered your charms to alien deities under every green tree. And you have not obeyed my voice, said the Lord. You know, in this chapter, they talk about backsliding. To, to get so far and then forget what got you there in the first place is kind of, it's shameful. You should be, you should feel shame. 
But when you're at the top of the top and you you have all these earthly desires around you, it's hard for you to feel shameful. Like, I got everything. Like, thank you, God. I appreciate you for all you've done, you know, and keep pushing. But you're not really praising the person that got you there in that moment in time because you're chasing the earthly desires. You're allowing these precious things to surround you and it's taking up over, it's, it's taking up over, you know, God's presence in your life. He's no longer the thing that you worship over everything else in the world. You have things around you that you, you cherish a lot more, like your nice car, your nice house, your nice apartment. I remember last year I was making uh, 150000 a year traveling the world. I, was, I, I felt like I was on top of the world. I had a penthouse, you know, nice car, two or three cars at that point in time. And praising God isn't enough in those moments. You got to be doing God's work on a day-to-day basis. You got to let people see the joy of Christ shine through you. It, it's it's hard when you're on the top to 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 humble yourself and constantly remind yourself that there are other things that are greater than you. If you're chasing money and those desires, you will never, never be able to obtain all that this world has to offer. There will always be a bigger man in the room. At the end of the day, my mother constantly reminded me to humble myself when I was on top of the world, or at least when I felt like it. And I didn't understand it. I'd be like, Mom, I'm doing good. I'm, you know, I come from the struggle, and I'm, I'm feeling amazing right now. I got everything. I got everything. And in that moment, I was so low, and I didn't even know it. Jeremiah 3.14, return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. I will take you, one from a city and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion, and I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So even in these moments, God is willing to give them a gift and everything they need to receive the blessings that are according to their, their fathers, their, the people that are before them. He doesn't want to deal with iniquity. He doesn't want to shame us for the lives that we live, but he does want us to acknowledge it. He wants us to acknowledge our wrongdoings. Jeremiah 3.16. Then it shall come to pass when you are multiplied and increased in the land in those days, says the Lord, that they will say no more the ark of the covenant of the Lord. It shall not come to mind, nor shall they remember it nor shall they visit it, nor shall it be made any more. At that time, Jerusalem shall be called the throne of the Lord, and all the nations shall be gathered to it, to the name of the Lord, to Jerusalem. No more shall they follow the dictates of the evil hearts. In those days, the house of Judah should walk with the house of Israel, and they shall come to be gathered out of the land of the north to the land that I have given as an inheritance to their fathers. Still, God praising them and loving them for who they are, loving his children, not forgetting the, the things that they are capable of, what their passage is, is meant to be, where they're supposed to be headed. Jeremiah 3.19, but I said, how can I put you among the children and give you a pleasant land? a beautiful heritage of the host nations. And I said, you shall call me my father and not turn away from me. 
That's all he wants. He wants us to give him the praise. Surely as a wife treacherously departs from her husband, so have you dealt treacherously with me, O house of Israel, says the Lord. It's just a reminder of our scarlet letter that we wear on our foreheads. I know we have a lot of people around here that believe in horoscopes and you know, I kind of, I got a story to tell last year with my uh, ex-partner that I was with. She started introducing me to this thing called Church of Sciences. And it's more like meditation, I would say. It's not Scientology, if that's what you're thinking. It's more of like science of the mind. And I think that God knew that I was headed towards this path. That the partner that I was with was leading me towards a path that was praising more deities and and going off of the things that got me to where I was. And I didn't even know I had a scarlet letter on my forehead because, I mean, even at that time, I still praised God for who he was. I wasn't totally developed into this new church of sciences that I was attending. Honestly, I was there for maybe a month and a half before I realized that this wasn't for me. And I was doing it to please the person that I was with. I guess in that moment in time, I was Judah, following the Israelites, knowing they were doing wrong and not allowing myself to see just how damaging or just how much damage I was doing to my relationship with Christ. And through the things that were taken away from me, I was able to acknowledge my wrongdoings. But it shouldn't have to get to that point where God has to give us iniquities and let us deal with our transgressions to be able to become that, you know, to become the true fire of Christ, to become one of God's children, to be able to spread his message along the world. We're going to jump into Jeremiah 3.21. A voice was heard on the desolate heights, weeping and supplications of the children of Israel. For they have perverted their ways and they have forgotten the Lord their God. Amen. I totally, uh, I just, I, I, I don't know, my, my body resonates with that so much because this is part of my walk that I had to deal with myself. You know, I have a, a, a reference here from, you know, Kings, I shall find it. Give me a moment of time. Uh-huh. All right. This is 2 Kings 17, 13. This is something that Miguel sent over to me as a reference. Yet the Lord testified against Israel and against Judah by all of his prophets, every seer saying, turn from your evil ways and keep my commandments and my statutes according to all the law which I commanded your father. And which I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. And this is from early on in the, the, the Old Testament. They were still dealing with this type of battle with the Israelites and Judah. You know, it's, it's not like God asked for much. Follow my commandments. Keep me at the top of your altar. Keep praising my names and I shall do good by you. Jeremiah 3.22 Return you backsliding children and I will heal your backslidings. Indeed, we do come to you for you are the Lord our God. 
Truly in vain is salvation hoped for from the hills. And from the multitude of mountains, truly in the Lord our God is the salvation of Israel. Israel is finally starting to realize that, okay, I have backslidden, Lord. And I thank you for not forgiving me, for not forgetting me, sorry, in these moments. Even though I stepped away from you, you still provide me with the, 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 the righteous road, the place I was meant to be all along. You never turned your back on me. And that's something you got to give praise for, a Lord that will always be there for you despite your sins, despite the amount of, of trust me, I understand none of us are living truly holy. I don't. I may have a Christian podcast, but that doesn't make me any more different than a day-to-day person. You know, I still deal with my problems. I still, I still have to pray for forgiveness. I mean, prayer is, it should be a part of your every day. Because regardless if you think that you're walking around being perfect, you don't have to go and sleep with somebody to commit adultery. Sometimes adultery is just looking at a woman and having these desires, you know, having these fantasizations inside of your mind about what you would do with this person. Even that is adultery. We're going to finish this passage out. Jeremiah 3.24 For shame has devoured the labor of our fathers from our youth, their flocks and their herds, their sons and their daughters. We lie down in our shame, and our reproach covers us. For we have sinned against the Lord our God, and we and our father from our youth, even to this day, and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God. I mean... Even if we forget the Lord's place in our lives, we're still a star in his eyes. The key to the 99 will always be the one. Why may the Lord go after the harlots, the thieves and misfits? Because every person in the 99 is a one, an individual. No one is forgotten in the eyes of the Lord. Still in their sin, they are forgiven and asked to return to the God's side. They realize true salvation is with the Lord. After all of their iniquity in Jewish religion, Baal was a God of fertility, but through the drought, they realized the Lord provides all that's needed. God may have taken those things away from them. He might have made them deal with the droughts, but in reality, he was always there by their side, just waiting for them to return so that he can give them their true blessings. I mean, they realized their sin. And lie down in their shame and acceptance of my Father. For we all live in the shame every day, but sulk at others if we were pure, or as if we were pure. We all live with sin. We all rock around with that scarlet letter. And I just want to remind everybody that sometimes prayer is necessary. Matter of fact, all times prayer is necessary. I'm just learning how to say the Lord's Prayer without having to read it and being able to, you know, close my eyes, bow my head and say it with true grace. I know that's a prayer that is necessary and everybody learns it. And I would always be in church like, wow, I feel like everybody here is saying it and I don't know the words to this. Now I feel like less of a Christian. But in reality, we're all learning in the eyes of Christ. 
We will never be as pure as we intend to be without his help, without practice, without daily reminders. I mean, this is the one powerful thing about my podcast. I don't need a thousand people to hear me. I only need the Lord. He sees that I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best to understand him and his word. And I hope through my message and you guys listening to my story that you guys get a little bit closer to Christ as well. That you guys may pick up your, your Bible and read along with me and try to understand the scripture. And maybe through, through my understanding, it makes it a little bit more consumable for you. Personally, I think this was a very great message to, for everybody to hear today because, I mean, in our world, we do judge. We look at people like, oh, I would never wear that outfit. <laughs> I wouldn't be walking around with that. Or how does this girl have, you know, religious stuff in her bio, but then has only fans? Like, who are you? Who are you to act as if you are living this righteous life? You're no better. Don't ever bash somebody for what they do. You don't know what path they're walking along. It's one thing if you are Christ himself and you've never sinned. But you're not. And you never will be. It's a hard thing to walk with that much purity. And there's a reason that Christ died for our sins. He wanted us to understand that we are not capable of living flawlessly in God's eyes or none of us would be able to make it to heaven. It'd be far too difficult. After our first sin, we'd be slain. I don't know if you guys read the Old Testament, but God was not playing that man. He's gangster. He would have got us already. So thank God for his salvation. Thank God for the way that Christ washed away our sins and allows us to be forgiven for the things that we do on a daily basis that we might not even consider a sin. He loves us. He forgives us. No matter how far we backslide, he's always there like, hey, you who <laughs> I'm here for you. Just a reminder. And why, why should we praise him on our worst days and not on our best days? I don't feel like that's right. I feel like that man should get love every single day until you have that fire of God and you, you might not want to praise his name every day. And don't think that since I got the fire of God in me that I don't go about certain days and not praising his name. I mean, I try my best. And the days that I, if I forget a day, the next day I'm going to praise even harder, baby. And I hope that you guys do the same and you guys enjoyed this message that I had to spread with you today. Uh, to me, it, it, this was a good one. And as I get better practicing through my podcast, um, the messages will be more contained. But as of right now, let's shine in the child, childlike youth that Christ allows us to have. I think it's a very beautiful thing. And I was practicing the Lord's Prayer before I got on here. So I really hope I do not botch it right now. But let's end it out with the Lord's Prayer. Everybody bow their heads. Um, thank you. Thank you again. Father God, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and lead us not into temptation. Oh, that's not it. That's not it. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but forgive us or but lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine kingdom is the power, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I'm sorry for that. Y'all were probably trying to talk along. And you're like, ah, this boy don't know what you're talking about. But I'm trying, okay? I'm trying my best. Um, sorry that this podcast came a couple of days late. I was actually in New York celebrating my peoples. They just turned 30. And I had an amazing time out there being out in the mountains, which is wild that, you know, the mountains was a big part of the scripture as well. So, I mean, the Lord just works in funny ways. But... I will continue to give you guys weekly podcasts and do my best to be here for you guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being coming along and, you know, learning crisis. I learned Christ. Hope you guys have a beautiful and blessed day. All love. Love you guys. Appreciate you.